Hey, welcome back to another episode of Battle Buddy Podcast. Today we've got a repeat guest again. You're going to want to tune in for this. Uh, Frank Mantel from Crans Ready to Eat was on here almost two years ago. And I have personally seen his journey from taking this idea of the joke about Marines and Crans Ready to Eat and taking the idea and some prototypes to fully launched. He's, he's gotten into the hands of some amazing people, and his business is just booming. So we wanted to bring him on here and get a little update on what's going on and some of the journey, the bumps in the road uh, that he had on that journey. So let's dive into it. Welcome to the Battle Buddy Podcast with Keith McKeever. Welcome back to the show, Frank. Thank you for having me here, Keith. Appreciate it. Yeah. You know what? There's nothing better than having somebody come back on almost two years later and share their successes. You know, we should we should celebrate everybody's successes and I've <clears throat> I've seen your journey from multiple different angles, you know, through the Warrior Council and whatnot over the last couple of years, man. It, it's all it's always awesome to see another vet go out there and take an idea and run with it and turn it into something. So Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. The success has not been easy and it has come with many failures. And you know, anything in life Everybody's afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. You have to fail in order to learn and grow and be successful. Be willing to fail. Fail in my book, no matter how many times you do it, it's always the first attempt in learning something. So look at it as first attempt in learning. You know, you didn't work out that way. You learned another way or you learned something else how to do another, you know, do it a different way. But fail and learn from it and pull yourself up and get there to the top and, you know, push forward, improvise, adapt, and overcome in every situation you can and push on and you will be able to make it happen. I couldn't agree more. I, I think that failing teaches you, I would argue, 10 times as much as succeeding does. Yes. It's, it's all the little lessons that you learn along that path. So you got to fail a little bit. It's like the two steps forward, one step back, kind of, it's something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta gotta learn a little bit along along the path. So before we dive into that, give us a little bit of a recap of, of who you are, what what you did in the Marine Corps, those kind of things for, for people who might not have listened to the first episode or, or don't know who you are. Yeah. So my name is Frank Manto. I'm a seven and a half year uh United States Marine Corps veteran of the infantry. I was in ninety five to oh two. While I was there, I did not only the infantry, I also coached recruits on the rifle with the rifle range started my career as uh, security forces for a little bit um, and had the opportunity to, you know, do seven and a half years, ended up getting my back messed up. So right around, right after 9-11, had to make a choice of staying in, transferring out of the infantry or getting out and taking care of my kids. But transferring out of the infantry wasn't an option. I wanted to go. I spent time over there. I wanted to deploy, but with the back injuries and everything else, it was a uh, best interest for the Marine Corps and myself. Um, go ahead and get out and jump into the civilian world. And uh, for me, it wasn't easy. I I stepped away from the military community for many years. It, it ended up causing, you know, a lot of uh, trying to go through life without having, you know, people next to you or people around you is not a not an easy task, especially going after getting out, going to get a divorce, being a single dad, two kids, you know, young kids and everything else and trying to figure it out. And it wasn't until my kids were a little bit older that 
I started getting back into the military community and, and realized how much I missed um, the, uh, the camaraderie, the connections, the, you know, everybody to be able to, who's in front of you, who's to the left or right of you, who can you surround yourself with, and really help me understand that you can't go through life alone. So you've got to have people around you. And the more you get out there, the more you get with people and you start networking. Your network is your network. Show me your, you know, your closest friends to share your future. They've said it many times to different people. And it's true. I can say that for a fact that the moment I started getting surrounded by people, I was able to reevaluate my life situations and what I was doing and how things I was going about things and started making, you know, changes to better myself, not only personally, but when I started the business endeavors to expand and grow those to levels that I never even thought of. And if you're not networking, you're not working. So it's definitely one good way to look at it, you know, and, and who, who doesn't like meeting more people yeah. and, and, and expanding it and connections and, and learning more about people. So, but you've been on this, this journey, you know, Crans ready to eat. I just scroll across the bottom. It's in the show notes for anybody listening or watching too. But, uh, gosh, we met over two years ago in the warrior council veteran. It's a veteran, um, group on Facebook, mastermind group, bounce ideas off of people, connect people, network, those kind of things. Uh, and I've seen you take this idea and basically a prototype when I had you on last time, this idea that you were, I think at that point in time you were searching for a place to actually make the crayons ready to eat, if I remember right. You were you were looking at like kitchens and you know soup kitchens like on days off or churches and stuff like that and just trying to explore that and refine the recipe and everything and and gosh you know if, if people follow me I, I did a live a couple months ago <laughs> with me and my kids unboxing ours and they got to pick and uh they loved it uh, i'm glad i didn't have like a whole case of them because they would have <laughs> they wouldn't have sleep for three days <laughs> right they love their sweets uh and they love the, that chocolate but um you've had quite the journey from there so what what i wanted to ask was what, what were some of those early you know, kind of bumps in the road that you had after that? And, and how did you kind of get past some of that stuff? Well, answer the second part first. Improvise, adapt, and overcome. Adversity and perseverance is what got me through it. Uh, this five-year journey has been hard. It hasn't been easy. It's been a lot of obstacles that have come into, come into the way of it. And the one thing that the Marine Corps has taught me is how are you going to get over that obstacle? How are you going to get around that obstacle? How are you going to go through that obstacle? And that's what you need to be able to do is whenever you have those obstacles, what are you going to do to be able to get, get past it and be able to uh, overcome that obstacle? Um, you know, when we first talked uh, back probably in April, I had just converted the crayons ready to eat to an LLC. We decided to get out of the local cottage food realm and making it out of my kitchen to moving it into a much broader, large scale nationwide opportunity to meet FDA requirements so we can ship our product across the, across the, uh, the country and everything. So at that time, we had just launched a crowdfunding. We went through Fund the First. We got connected with um, Warrior Rising 
in June of last year of 2021 and was able to not only secure a grant, but we were able to get connected with multiple people within, you know, business um, and be able for me to take what I learned in the military, being a five paragraph order, a terrain map, uh, SWOT analysis and all these things and everything else and what I learned in the military and how to implement that to be able to operate the business and build a business, you know, the business plan and everything to make it, you know, get to the next level. Um, and getting those connections really helped out and having fund the first knowing that unlike other traditional crowdfunding platforms every 30 days i was able to start requesting funds off of that so i could put it into the business and um which also held me to the fire that those that donated we made sure that we were they were going to get their product because now we were putting the money into getting the custom molds now we were putting the money into getting the packaging needed to meet the FDA requirements and get the down payments onto the manufacturer that we found after being told no or not even getting an answer from over 60 some freaking chocolate manufacturers or confectionaries. And well, let's just pause right there. That's 60 you didn't get an answer from. How I, over 60. A lot of people would have stopped at five or probably less. <laughs> Go back to that failure thing. I mean, that's that's pushing on. So anyway, anyway, I just want to point that out. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and it's it's not taking no for an answer. It's finding out. Well, what was it that that conversation entailed that had them say no? Well, some of it was we weren't doing the. We didn't have the. We didn't want to put the volume or put had the money to build to do what they were asking us to do. They wanted us to do twenty thousand units can do 20,000 units. We need something smaller just to get us off the ground and get us going. Or they come back with, we don't, you know, that's not their realm. They don't deal with that. That's not their extra expertise. Okay, fine. Then we find somebody who is, well, you're engineered chocolate. We don't know what you did. We don't want to tap into it. We don't want to, you know, attempt this and, and go through any of this. It's like we found two places that said, yes, they will sign our NDA. They will talk to us. One, it just, you know, the communication wasn't there. And then we found our manufacturer out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they were ecstatic to work with us. They understood that, you know, we had, they, they loved the story behind it. They very, they support the military. They support the military community. Um, and to know that what we were doing was, not only bringing a joke to reality, but we were making a product that was so versatile that it can interact with kids, parents, be able to have enjoyment with their, with their kids, people in that love chocolate, artists, uh, daycares, and eventually, you know, hopefully here within, you know, this time of the year that we will be getting only, not only in the retail locations, the fact that also getting us into restaurants to where we can have those treats in restaurants it was like those visions and those ideas gave them the opportunity to sit there and say yes we will try to do what we can to make it happen um so we landed that and between the crowdfunding between the war rising between the support of the community and with no marketing no paid advertising no anything 
and me getting out there and going to different events and getting involved with different uh, entities to be able to see the community share our idea and our product with their followers and their people to not only get us a broad stroke here in the United States, but they talked about us on a podcast in freaking the UK and, you know, all these other different places. And it's like, I'm just a freaking guy from the backwoods of Ohio. That was an infantry grunt in the United States Marine Corps that, you know, does woodworking, work blue collar jobs all his life and everything else to have this product being talked about in multiple places and multiple industries was a game changer to know that we had something good and going through you know making it happen and then we started getting these and it's like you said anybody would have stopped at five then we had the problem of our packaging we were supposed to launch the goal was may 1st of 2022 we were going to have product launched well we had an issue with our packaging they came back with the wrong color on the stripe of the packaging had to go back and redo that that set us back all right july here we go we're going to launch in july of 2022 manufacturer gets the packaging somebody on the packaging line that made the final decision on the order read the paperwork instead of calling emailing saying anything they saw cre and thought maybe it was a typo and it's supposed to be crp packaging which means child resistant packaging so not only do you have one ziploc access you have two ziploc accesses that is meant for like cbd or you know, product that's not supposed to be accessible by kids and everything else. You got to take this line here. And I get a video from the manufacturers like, is this the packaging you wanted? And they were showing me and I'm like, what? And it shrunk the packaging. So now our crayons would not fit in the packaging. They got 10,000 packages of wrong size had to go back the the packaging manufacturer made you know fix their mistake and they didn't charge us they went back and had it redone and we restarted the whole process over again to finally in august um i think it was yeah august they got the packaging right got it to the manufacturer and then he started getting it stuffed in to allow us to finally get product in september um and I intention was not to be able to ship the product. Our manufacturer was going to do the distribution for us. Well, with the economy opening up and the businesses trying to find people to work, um, a lot of industries over there in Oklahoma decided to say, hey, we'll, we'll give you $18 an hour to work at you know Target or come to McDonald's for 15 and with the sign-on bonus. And a lot of these brand new college kids are you know, people that are, you know, interns and stuff went and worked elsewhere to get a higher pay and lose their passion of what they went to school for. So now we had to, how are we going to ship this? Who's going to be able to do distribution? Send it out here to me. Send it to me. I will figure it out. I didn't have a location, didn't have anything for it. Got it shipped out here and it 
trying to figure out how to do this. I don't know anything about shipping, packing labels, how to, you know, figure out the pack of the product and everything else. And it was a massive learning curve. And at that time, um, my uh, uh, chief strategic officer, Flossie Hall, um, she has a great uh, understanding of business. She has a good network within her uh, consulting company. And she was able to get us mill spouses to come on and help us with our marketing, you know, do our graphics design, do our social media, handle that for us. And was able to get somebody that was knowledgeable in sales and customer relations of buying, you know, products for different uh, locations and everything. And that was able to help us. Okay, now we have somebody that understands that. How, what kind of package do we need to get to ship the product out? So shifted from doing the priority mailers, which were only fit so many in a box, or you fit not, you know, so many, and then he had to put stuff in, extra packaging to keep it from rattling around, breaking, and everything else. Yeah, because it's confusing to go to the post office and try to figure out what package you need. <laughs> exactly. Right. I think everybody has that problem. They go to the post office. I need to ship this. Like. What's the easiest, most cost-effective <clears throat> way of doing this? You know, it's exactly, and you know, getting all that figured out, and then um, in the beginning of September, at the same time, the product the product was getting shipped here. Uh, had the opportunity to connect with uh, another go to a Warrior Rising business shower, as to follow up with them that you know, hey, we appreciate you know your support. You know, you're continuing to help us out uh, and wanted to show them what had what, what we had done and go down there and take the product and, and show them and give them a thanks and, and appreciation for their what their funding had done and their mentorship and everything. And it led me the opportunity to connect with Tim Jensen at Grunt Style, which he, within a five minute conversation, offered us the opportunity to do 10,000 unit LOI with Grunt Style. That all of our, that they will have our product in all their retail locations. And we didn't even, we haven't even launched a product to be able to sell openly yet at this point. So it's like, now I'm learning a whole new ball game. I got to figure out wholesale price and I got to figure out, you know, what's the manufacturing as soon. Now we're still, we're trying to get it to where we can get all these pre-orders and these crowdfundings, you know, shipped out. Now we're trying to figure out, now we're getting into the wholesale realm. It's like, all right. Here we're we talking go. different packages and different shipping. And <laughs> there's Same a lot packaging. of different skills to learn. Yeah, exactly. You know, what, how are we going to make this happen? Um, and then it was, we, we're going and getting this situated. It was like, I, I knew that once we were able to get, I had it in my mind. And I, don't, I, I told my team, I said, once we get this product in hand and once we get this, it's going to, I have a feeling that it's going to be, you know, something that's going to blow up and don't know how long it's going to last, but initially it's going to end up, you know, just being a whole game changer. And I never, never realized going from just getting the product finalized to getting a 10,000 unit LOI order from Grunt Style to launching open sales on October 3rd of 2022, trying to get all these pre-orders situated and have a day job, working the day job, getting up in the morning, handle the emails after work, going home, printing packing slips, printing out the shipping labels, 
going back to work the next day, after work, going back, putting the, putting the orders together, stuffing them in, putting them in boxes, going to the day job, on my lunch, taking them to the post office. We were averaging 10, 14 to 21 days to process orders because that's how much they were coming in. To the end of November, we had to seek out distribution facility to not only because we want to make sure we're customer focused we want to make sure we're giving taking care of the customers they're taking care of us and get them their product in an effective manner how do we do that what we were doing was working but it wasn't efficient enough and it wasn't giving that turnaround time knowing that we're in the holiday seasons how can we better you know make this happen we found a distribution facility three and a half hours north of me Thank goodness to my day job, I was able to take a day off, drive everything up there, drop it off, and handle it to them. And December, we ended up being able to make sure that three days, within three days, the orders were processed, shipped out, going to the customers. Which is awesome because you know we've gotten to a point as a society where people want that like instant gratification. They buy something. Uh, you know, I don't want to take shots at Amazon, but Amazon's the one to blame for, right? You know, you did it in two days, you know. Mm-hmm. So that instant gratification. So I think some people, you know, are, are willing to understand, like, oh, okay, if it takes four or five days to get here, six days, seven days, whatever, you know, smaller business. You know, not, not everybody has the Amazon distribution network, right? But, you know, there is all that, that pressure of, you know, you got to get it out as, as quickly as possible. People want what they, what they order. And then you have... The complication of you know Christmas right, you know weeks just weeks away too. So, lot to yeah. lot to overcome there. Exactly, you know, and and knowing that you know it was that the time of the year, and we couldn't have secured the distribution facility at the right time. You know, not only were we down to our last twelve hundred units, mind you, we started out with five thousand units. Okay between crowdfunding, pre-sales, and our first two months, we went from that 5,000 units down to 1,200 units. So you can imagine how, you know, the, the keep up and to go through and do this for two months with a day job, trying to make this happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's no joke. You, you really weren't sleeping or sleeping all that well. So like, how did you, there's two things I want to unpack with what you just said. Uh, first one, I want to focus on you. How did you try to find some sort of balance and get some sort of sleep and take care of yourself and, and your needs to keep yourself going? A couple years ago, I come to the realization that I was like everybody else in society, that you have to have a work-life balance. And couple years ago, I had the opportunity to shift that mindset. Um, for me, and, and I, I should have realized this a long time ago, but everywhere I went with my kids or out to an event or whatever else, I couldn't talk about what I do, whether it was the day job, whether it was the woodworking, whether it was, you know, the any endeavor that I was involved in, the haunted trail, um, and then the crayons, I always talked about it. And then a couple years ago, 
it hit me. I love what I do. I enjoy what I do. It's an extension of me. I don't need a work-life balance. So if I go to a concert, I go out somewhere with dinner with my kids, or I go out to an event with, you know, a company party or whatever else, or I go to a networking event, they're going to know that this is my day job. This is what I do for my business. It's an extension of me. And I'm going to talk about everything that I do because I enjoy it. And my opinion for everybody else is if you think you need a work-life balance, you're in the wrong business. You're in the wrong job. Find something that you enjoy and make it an extension of you. And then everything you do will not be needing to, you know, have that balance of, well, I got to decompress. I got to leave that here. This is going to be here. And then this is going to be here. No, it should all be part of you, one entity. And the moment I realized that, it became more, more, um, as well as a passion, as well as to be able to make sure that it, it was just everything I did I involved. Um, regarding the sleep wise, um, the Marine Corps had taught me mission accomplishment. Um, you do what you got to do. You do what you make it happen. Um, there were many nights that I would get to bed at one, two o'clock in the morning. And I'd be up at five, six o'clock in the morning, you know, pushing on, making it happen. Five years five years of that and to surround myself with a team i now have a chief strategic officer that handles a lot of the um aspect of the marketing team um the customer service aspect the finding out funding finding different sources of grants um to get us applied for and to be able to help organize the meetings and things of that nature and to have my you know initial co-founder cassandra um handling the customer service and coming up and then creating new and exciting ideas and products um as we shifted from crayons ready to eat into a no treats which is a c corp now um and we'll go into no treats a little bit you know later on but that's a little you know sure by by every time everybody sees this, you know, some people have an understanding what no treats is happening. Um, and to have a person that understands sales and have somebody handling the social media and being able to have everything outsourced. Distribution is outsourced to our distribution facility. Manufacturer handles the manufacturing. All of our other products are outsourced, our stickers, our decals. Everything is made by active duty or made by veterans and male spouses. That they make the product, it goes straight to the distribution facility to allow me, finally, after five years of time of sacrifice and, you know, losing that sleep and putting the hard work into it, that it is true. There's a lot of people like, I want it overnight. I need that overnight. If you want it overnight, You've got the wrong mindset. It takes time. It takes hard work. It takes sacrifice. And it is a lonely road. To be able to get to the point now that I can be the CEO. I can be the one that is going to 
handle, oversee the operations of the company, work with the sales team, because I am the face of the company, to be able to be out here at these events, going to do these things and manage my team and be able to have that reward of we finally made something with the work of a team and I didn't have to do it alone. Yeah, I like uh, where you went with kind of that balance because I've said that many times. Like, there's no true balance, right? You can't, like, you can't balance out, oh, I'm going to work 50% of the time and, you know, do whatever. But there's a lot of truth to it. If you love what you do and it becomes who you are kind of deep in, in your soul, you're kind of always on and you're always kind of energized by it. But sometimes you do need to flip that switch off for a couple of hours and relax, do a hobby, recharge a little bit. And is there, a, you know, I know you love woodworking. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't had much time in the last you know, the last five years to do that. Is there anything outside of that, you know, that, that you've been able to do to kind of those little little periods of like, all right, Frank needs a timeout <laughs> for, for half a day? Thing is, is I between like i said the woodworking is therapy it is it, it is that therapy um you know it it gives me and a lot of other people it could be you know painting it could be you know other things but for me woodworking is that therapy to help me calm and unwind the mind and things of that nature um on top of the woodworking i had got into you know got a diode laser engraver so just to be able to do different things in the image and, and let that thing go and, and create some different things. Uh, started dabbling into the 3D printing. Uh, got a 3D printer um, to let you know figure out those things. And my mind is a creative mind, um, so I've always got to be somehow. What am I creating? How am I creating it? And knowing that within the crayons ready to eat and the mill treats that we're creating things uh, to put a smile on people's faces and educate them with things of the military and things of that nature that you know we're doing this and i have a team that's able to help me create those things so it's it's about a creative aspect in everything that i do um i do love halloween um i have run uh been involved in the haunted trails and haunted houses and stuff for many years and i had the opportunity in my local town to you know start a haunted trail um but it's always constantly on the go you know so it's not really decompressing. It's doing things that I enjoy to do. And when you enjoy it, you don't need to decompress. Well, yeah, sometimes doing things like like a volunteer thing. Like, a, you know, one of my things that, that I've been doing for years is the, the Honor Flight Network. Yeah, it's work. You know, I, if I'm volunteering for something, I might be somewhere for two hours or eight hours doing work. And it could be exhausting just like any other job. But the fact that it's something different, a different goal, there's a passion behind it, you know, that in and of itself is kind of recharging. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's, you know, everybody has something. And everybody, if they don't, they need to do some soul searching and find that thing that works for them. But exactly. Before we get into the military stuff, I want to go back to another question because I know you've got Cassandra. Uh, I can't remember what you said the other, Flossie, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is that your your basic team? I know you've got some other people that are helping with some things. Uh, so that is our core, you know, that, that's our, that's our, you know, basically our, our, the owners of the company, okay. me, Cassandra and Floss. How have you 
through this bumpy road, <laughs> the two steps forward, one step back kind of thing with the packaging and all those goof ups. How have the three of you been able to keep each other, you know, focused on the right path, encouraged, and and positive throughout the whole process? Because, you know, like you said earlier, like sixty plus failures just on a on your manufacturer. Not only would some people quit, some people associated with the company might say, "Hey, I'm gonna go find another venture." So, how have you guys been able to navigate that? Marine Corps, like I said earlier, mission accomplishment how okay we have the mission we have the goal of getting the product created to be able to ship manufacture nationwide how are we going to do that there's no plan b there's no plan c there's no plan d it's this is the mission this is the option now what tactics in what you know scenarios are we going to be able to run through to be able to make that happen you know, so it's a matter of keeping that open line of communication. It's getting everybody to understand that what the mission is and what you are trying to accomplish and have the trust in your team that you have the right people on your team that are willing to have that same vision and that same mindset. And knowing that when it happens, what we are achieving and what we are bringing out to the, you know, out to the world. Um, but a line of communication, consistent meetings, consistent openness of, okay, here's this. My idea may not be the right idea, but it's an idea. Made a decision, take it to them, get their feedback. Let's all come up with what option and what way can we be able to make it work? You may have an idea of freaking what you're going to be able to do of trying to sell a house. You know, earlier we talked about, you know, you came up, you learned about this, you know, AI program. You know what I mean? So you learned about that and you found that it had an opportunity to give you a better listing to list up the houses. How many other people in your industry are doing that? You don't know. You may probably be a few, probably very few, but finding those options, listening to other people, and actually implementing and trying it. Listen, open for suggestion. And even if you don't agree with it, find a reason, come to that common understanding. Okay, all right, I may be wrong. You may be right, but let's give it a try. Let's see what happens and give it a try. If it fails, guess what? You learned something. If it was, if you success, it succeeded. Guess what? It's the right decision. Frank, that almost makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. That is like the most military. <laughs> I love it from a leadership perspective of like mission first. Here's the mission. Clear buy-in, clear communication. Everybody focused on, on that. Very clear because uh, there's a lot of companies out there that are not very clear on their mission. And that's definitely a testament to not only the mission, but your leadership as well as their leadership. You know, for every everybody has an aspect there to say, hey, we're in this together. We're pushing forward. We just gonna figure it out. Exactly. So, man, I love it. That you know what? You could just take that excerpt right there, and that could just be condense a college business leadership course. Maybe that right there. This is how you create company culture, people. <laughs> exactly. You know, mission first, communicate. Yeah, and and you gotta have fun. You've got to be able to have fun. 
You know, you got to enjoy, you got to be able to um, know that no matter where you go and your, your, your team comes with you and you can enjoy their company, you know, you can, you know, just interact with them. And because you have to realize is that whenever you get into a business like this, the person that starts it, the person that created it has the most passion for it. But when you get the like-minded people involved and you get people doing the things that they enjoy to do, you spend a lot of time with them, just like in your day job. If you have a day job, you spend a lot of time. You spend eight, 10 hours with them. And if you don't build a relationship that cohere, you know, co coincides outside of that work, you know, to where you can interact and you can have fun and you can enjoy each other's company, go to lunch as, as a team every once in a while. You know what I mean? Connect with people and, and get to know who they are as a person. What do they enjoy? What do they what do they like to do? What is their hobbies? You know, so you can build those things and build a, build, build a friendship. It's another family treated yeah. as such. That way they're not another, just, just another face, another name, another number in your company. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, you mentioned fun and I know you've had a lot of fun at some of these events. <laughs> of course, of course we've known each other for a couple of years. So I've you know, followed all your social medias. Um, it's, it's gotta be incredibly rewarding and fun to, you know, look into the eyes of little children when they're, you know, confused about, wait, these are crayons that I could eat and I can color with them, you know, or, or, you know, grown veterans you know in their 30s 40s 50s that see it and they're like oh my god i can't believe you actually took this joke and made this something you know and of course they're gonna look on their face you know when they crack it open and take their first bite it's gotta be incredibly rewarding and fun to go to events to see that over and over again big time it is it, it's it's unbelievable just to you know a crayon is one thing but sitting there and you tell them that it's truly a colorable chocolate crayon and then they're like nah and some people they'll just bite into it first and they'll be like oh my god it tastes good i'll color with it holy crap it actually colors you know and and you'll see through our social media you know different videos of people trying it and you know everything else and it's it's just like when we did our christmas time um we had one our um she's actually the lady that handles our graphics design and everything else and she did an amazing video for the holidays for christmas with her daughter and it just and that was and, and the funny thing was is it was an authentic look on her face it wasn't so, you know she basically you know told her daughter's like hey color with these you know and, and they had these wooden ornaments they had made by uh i think it was a better known company um Colored on the ornament and enjoyed it. Get a chance. Go back to our crayons ready. Crayons ready to eat on our Instagram, and you know I think it's we put on our TikTok as well. But just to see that Christmas video is just it warms the heart. It's definitely mind-boggling that they that they actually work and they actually color. Now I wouldn't recemend that you you know use the whole pack to color a whole whole coloring book because then you're just wasting good chocolate. But. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta find that balance, right? Yeah. Exactly. 
That's why we made it triangle shaped and a point at each end. So you color at one end and you're biting on the other end. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I, I goofed that up when I did my live unboxing of that. Then I guess I'll have to do some more. My, kid, my kids were, were begging me for weeks. I, I got it in the mail and I, I had it on my desk just because, you know, they're kids. Yeah. Anything could have happened. If I would have left it upstairs within reach, they would have found a way to open it and eat it. Yep. They kept coming down here literally every day and tapping me on the shoulder and saying, Dad, when can we eat those crayons? I really, really want to eat those crayons. And I'm like, okay, all right, guys. Just just hold on. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm working on an idea. We're, we're going to do a live. We're just going to do it. And to me, it was really important. I was like, I just got to have my kids in there. Let's enjoy it. Let's go live and, and see it and and. See, look on their faces. They they were so excited for it. So it was it was great. It. I, I appreciate it. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Glad As, uh, so your your mill treats. What uh, what kind of things do you have in mind there? Explain what what you got on the horizon there a little bit more. So mill treats, um, crayons ready to eat is going to be underneath of that. Um, so what we're doing with mill treats is we are bringing items, jokes, ideas, and, and things specifically tied to the military um, that we can create into a treat. Whether it be a, a chocolate item, uh, uh, like a ganache bar or uh, a truffle or, or different things that we can create of taking physical items of the military, putting them into a treat, and connecting and educating people about military through you know the items we make as a, you know, as a delicious treat so within those those treats that we're going to have people are going to have the opportunity to go on our website and get a little bitty you know excerpt whenever they receive the items of the history of those items so it gives them an explanation it gives them a connection of you know an understanding of military because there is a there is a gap of that that we that i've noticed that some of the civilian side doesn't really understand what the military does and what the things we have because sometimes when they say military grade doesn't mean it's the greatest thing in the world you know what i mean well, we all know that for sure <laughs> exactly but a lot of people i mean they may have one person in their family that served in the corps or the air force whatever but their whole perspective of the military may be based on that one particular branch. I, I got it all the time as Air Force. Like, oh, what plane did you fly? I still laugh when I get that. It's like, I didn't fly planes. My butt sat in a pickup truck behind it and made sure nobody touched it. You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. It, it's knowing those things and to be able to bridge that gap of giving that educational background to it, um, as well as hopefully here in the next few months, um, we can get a program in place because uh a lot of us in the military that have been deployed and been overseas and everything else one of the hardest things to get when you're on a deployment is a treat you know a good quality treat because when they ship it it gets sent over it goes sits in a connex box it sits there for a couple weeks you may not get mail for two three weeks you know that was wrote two three weeks ago you know what i mean so what we're gonna we're gonna be working on is we're gonna figure out between shipping distribution um packaging containers to be able to hopefully and this is a this is a goal of ours is to give people an opportunity to build a treat box i.e a care package 
that will be able to be sustainable to send over to units that are deployed. Well, that's awesome because nothing you can do about the time, but anything to help with that freshness, you know, there's nothing like half melted Girl Scout cookies or chocolate chip cookies that were like two weeks old that probably shouldn't eat. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You know, so yeah, that, that'd be awesome. Uh, I remember, I mean, I remember getting care packages with both times I was in Iraq and it was, it's kind of funny. Once somebody gets a care package, it's like people can smell it a mile away, you know, and heads start popping around the corner. What you got in there? What you got? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nothing quite like it. So, yeah. So it, it's, we're, we're looking as a goal to be able to bridge that gap. Um, and continue to give back to the organizations that, you know, we, you know, on our websites, we round up right now to a, co a couple organizations and to help out, you know, them, them as grow as well as just, it, it, it's not only about, you know, us and what we thought of, it's about how can we help those that, you know, are helping the community and helping the troops. Awesome. Man, that's, that's awesome. Uh, those are some great goals. I can't wait to see, you know, what, what the next few months or years of achieving those goals look like. So I appreciate you coming on, Frank, and kind of sharing and giving some, some good advice for people, you know, on how to run their business and kind of how to navigate some of those hurdles. Because I don't care what business you're in, you are going to have hurdles. You're going to have problems. You've got to find a way. You know, you mentioned wall earlier. Like, you got you go over it, you can go under it, you can go around it, or you can go through it. But the last thing you should do is let it stop you. Exactly. So don't let that wall just be a, unless it's the Great Wall of China, you know, it's a little harder to pat. <laughs> yeah. Getting, a, getting yeah, around that one will take you a little longer. But anyway, you know, yeah. just all jokes aside. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing with us. Definitely. Thank you for having me back on. And, uh, you know, just all I can say is, is keep up what you're doing. You know, you're doing a lot of great things with, you know, with, with this podcast and getting a lot of people connected and getting information out there. And, you know, the name's fitting. Like I said before, you know, who you got with you and who you got around you. Um, make sure you stay connected and you don't have to go it alone. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. So that uh, that's that's a big one. So there we go. Like Frank said, don't go it alone. If you are struggling, make sure you call 988-PRESS-1. You can text 838-255 for the suicide hotline. And as I always say, if there's resources not on the website that you think should be, please reach out and let me know what, the, what you think should be on there.